Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome back to the second part of the Red Dead Redemption 2 review. Hopefully you enjoy the rest of the review. Thank you. Do you want, do you want to talk about the gameplay? Because I think this might be one of the criticisms that people have of the actual game. Obviously, let's break it down then. I mean, let's start with the combat. Obviously, we've got hand-to-hand, we've got the shooting, we've got uh, on-horseback shooting and stuff like that. What, what, what did you make of it? Um, there's... there's... Good points and and bad points. I mean, the controls aren't great. I mean, in in one way, I think sometimes it can be difficult to recall what certain buttons do. In, in the other end, I think some buttons do too many things, and there there can be cross lines. I mean, for example, one of the most annoying things to me is when I tried to mount my horse on the street in St. Denis, but Arthur decides, no, I'm going to lunge halfway across the street and gore this poor woman on the ground. And then, of course, that comes with some attention from the, the cops, and I'm having to run out of St. Denis while 20 armed cops shoot at me from behind. So, I think the controls can be a, a bit finicky, um, and that that would be one of my bigger criticisms of the game. Um, I mean, when things work, they work well. The the combat, you know, you'd be at hand to hand or or shooting. Okay, like this isn't a shooter. It's not a first person shooter. So, you know, that the, it's not going to be the best shooting ever. But it works. It's it's like what you know you get in a GTA or a Red Dead. It is what it is. Um, but I do think that the controls are, are certainly a, a point I, I think could have been better. Um, I, I didn't like having to tap my horse to make them go faster. It gets quite tiresome on long journeys. And um, I mean, and then even again, as I said, some some things just aren't clear. I mean, why did I only find out post-game that you can put the game in cinematic mode and then your your horse auto travels. Why wasn't that made clearer to me? You know, to be fair, I, I there, was a, have... there was a mission that told you that at the start. <laughs> but did, 
but I, I thought it just was telling me that I can use cinematic mode. It, I didn't get the indicate. It wasn't clear to me personally. And I'm not the. I mean, South Park even made a joke about it because in the latest episodes they they touch on uh, Red Dead, and one of the points actually is guys saying about having to travel, and they're like, "Oh, if you go in cinematic mode, you your horse will travel automatically." And the guy's like, "How did I not know this?" You know, so it, it's not that clear, you know, and. That they would be when it controls are definitely one criticism I have, as I said, you know, buttons been shared to different different uh, actions, and then and then also that some some controls not being clear enough. Did did you have the same experience, guy, or did, did were the controls kind of more straightforward to you? Um, I didn't have I didn't have the issue of lunging across the street and tackling an old woman when I was trying to mount my horse. But I I have heard that complaint. I have heard that. I think that's a complaint in most games where you're kind of in a busy area and it just ends up screwing up. I think that's only natural in games where you're in, you're in your cities, your, your towns and stuff like that. So I think that's fair, but I, I, kind, of, I kind of agree with the multi-purpose buttons, but it, it's weird. I think with this game... If you hammer it like we both have, I imagine we've not played. I've I've played zombies a little bit on Call of Duty, but Call of Duty is the easiest controls in the world. But if you went, say, if I went on another RP, say, if I went back and played Assassin's Creed, I would be so bloody lost compared to Red Dead Redemption because there are so many things that happen. Whereas I think, I imagine most people have exclusively played RDR. And I think that's fine, but if I ever wanted to come back and say if they brought out a DLC, which we might speculate if we have time, I think you'd struggle to get back into a game like this with the buttons. I think it'd take a, a, a little while, so I do kind of agree it's overcomplicated, but in a game like this, there's almost too much to do that you can, you just you just don't have enough buttons on a controller. So maybe the fact that it's not on PC it might be <laughs> it might be perfect for the PC if it, if it was ever to go on there. <laughs> um but yeah I think once you got into the swing of things it was fine. I knew about that cinematic thing, uh so you should have asked. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, it's a, I think I think the best thing with games like these, which you know are going to be, you're going to have three days game played by the time you've finished the story, never mind done all the exploring and shit, <clears throat> is I think you got to try and watch the, the IGN things you should have known before that you started the game and all that stuff. Obviously, it can come into spoiler <laughs> territory, but I think that's probably one thing. Once you've got into the rope yourself, I think that's something that, for a game like this, it's probably best to check out. But yeah, I I, I do get the complaint about the controllers. But uh, in, in terms but, of... Sorry, you go. Yeah, no, I was, I was going to just say, but it, but it, I mean, it, if, if we pretend for the minute that the controllers are fine, you know... The actual gameplay, I suppose, itself. Um, I mean, what, what I'm just curious. I just want to, because I don't want to be the the one throwing out all the the negatives here. I mean, sh- shooting wise, like, what what did you think of the shooting mechanics? Putting the the controls aside for the moment, what mm. what I'm just curious to know. I think this was a not. I think it was a bit basic compared to the rest of the game. I think. Obviously, you, you kind of got to manage your gun for your accuracy and stuff like that. But when I had a fully maintained gun, I hadn't really taken any damage. Sometimes your character just he just stands there like he's pissed and you can't hit a fucking barn door. I think that I think the combat is one of the criticisms for me. And as you said, as you said, it's not a shooter. I'm not expecting battlefield or whatever. Um, 
levels of perfection. That was probably a bad example, but I'm not expecting like uh, anything perfect. I'm just expecting your third person uh, GTA, but it does it feel. It feels almost worse. I know it probably should be worse than GTA because GTA is in a modern setting, but it feels like the GTA shooting system, which we've had for about eight years now, nine years now, um, and it just kind of felt too samey to that. It just feels like it hasn't took on a next development, and I kind of think that's a disappointment from it. And Yeah. Um, what, what, do, what did you think of the combat? Because well, I, I well, think it was serviceable, but... Uh, yeah, I think I think like for me, um, I mean, like as you say, GTA is a little different, and I think that like, cause G- I think cause let's be honest, Red Dead Redemption Two finds its roots in Red Dead Revolver, which was almost like a gallery shooter. So with that sense, it, it is a little bit more of a shooter than GTA, um, which is more at its root a kind of a driving game per se. Um, so I think while GTA has kind of the simple where you can just lock on and like you literally just lock on. So even if you're mm-hmm. not pointing at someone and then you just pull their trigger and you just, you hit them. Whereas I think like, cause this is more of a shooter and you're, you're aiming a bit more, you know, I, I think the auto aim in this game, you know, it, it, it didn't quite work at times for me. It, it sounds like sometimes it's trying to auto aim at this guy and shoot his leg, but his leg happens to be in cover. So I'm just shooting the cover. You know, it it was frustrating. Um, I, I mean, it, it's and I, I I heard some other people said the same thing, and I never tried to to put it to completely manual, but I heard of people who did, and they're like, no, no, it just doesn't work. And other people would be like, well, you'd be insane to put this game in manual because again, it's not Call of Duty. It's not like, you know. So it, it's just I, I don't think there was quite you were ever going to find a setting that quite worked for you with the shooting because. You know, it it is one of the weaker points. It's not awful, but it, it's it's not great. And I think as well, it kind of, while they, because they tried to add a bit more complexity than in Red Dead Redemption 1, I think it was hard for them to do so. Um, and as a result, I, I think something suffered. I mean, I found the using Deadeye, like, could, could be a bit kind of hit and miss at times because, mm. you know, it wasn't as simple as the old Red Dead where you just kind of, aimed at the point and then locked on kind of thing. You know, they, they tried to make that you could do more with it, which is cool in a way, but at the same time, it could, could drag it down at points. Um, so I certainly think that the shooting um, wasn't its strongest point. But that said, I, I quite like the hand-to-hand combat. And also, as yeah. a result, yeah. sometimes I'd run around just punching people <laughs> than actually shooting them. Or what What did you think of the, the bar fights and the kind of grappling people and that kind of thing what, what what was your opinion i think that i think that was yeah i agree with you i really liked it i, I mean i didn't go wrong but i did at the end to, <laughs> I did towards the end actually uh, there's a mission i think it's where you have to get horses back for eagle fly and it says oh try not to kill anyone's like mate they're all sudden looking at me so i just end up running spearing them and punching them uh, yeah. yeah i uh <clears throat> yeah i think i thought the hand hand was brilliant i mean especially in a bar in a saloon or, or whatever, it it just felt like the correct levels of chaotic. It's, it's like uh, almost like Blazing Saddles. If I think that's the right film, where it's just every everything goes and goes to the shit. Uh, it kind of felt like that, and I, I really like the hand to hand. So maybe it the combat. It's uh, it overall I think it's serviceable. But if if you get the gun combat 
to the hand-to-hand combat level, I think you've got probably the perfect game there. Uh, but as I said, it's serviceable. It's not horrendously shit. But uh, yeah, I yeah. agree. The hand-to-hand was was uh, was very good. It, it was it was certainly the the better too. And I think the last kind of core feature of gameplay here is is um, kind of traveling. And I think you can divide that mm-hmm. in three. You know, walking around on foot, on horseback, and then fast traveling and I, I think i have kind of my criticisms of, of each of those i'm not not sure about you um i mean let, let, let's start with 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 on foot i mean stamina system for you are you for or against the, the idea of, of stamina in the game um i think it's right to have stamina in a game like this i mean you're meant to be um you're meant to be so into it, you feel like a cowboy and all that. And I, I think once you've got infinite sprint, it kind of loses it. And I think that's fine on on GTA because, well, it's just a sandbox to fucking destroy things. Whereas on this, on this, you're meant to be, you're meant to be a normal bloke. You're meant to be a bloke who's, well, towards the end of the game, pretty much dying. Uh, obviously, towards the start, you're a bit of a, a machine. <laughs> but I, I, I quite like, I don't mind the stamina system. I think it was fine. Uh, so I I don't really have complaints with the the running. Um, and I, I thought the horses were brilliant as well. Uh, just to go on to that, I thought the horses were fine. I can't. I quite like the control you got from tapping, um, with the horses, but it it does get a smidge repetitive. But as you said, I knew about cinematic mode, so that might have been less of a problem for me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think. I spent so little time running about it really didn't become that much of an issue but maybe maybe that's one when you if you're hunting a bit maybe you've done a bit more hunting than me uh, you're chasing something that, that's fair enough but I think the horses are the big one because that's probably where you spent most of your time I thought the horses were really good uh, I think the tapping of, is, a, is an RDR system uh, not an RDR a rockstar system so I think um, I'm, I was alright with that yeah, I mean, I, I thought, um, I, I obviously, we'll, we, you know, when we're, we're probably be, be talking about mission shortly, but, but so we'll talk about the pacing somewhat, but I thought like early on the game with the stamina system and indeed with the horses, you know, it, it was tricky because, you know, you had low stamina, your horse had low stamina, you know, you were constantly running out and having to slow down, specifically in running about, and you'd, you'd run for a split second, and then you'd be like, oh, I'm puffed out, and you'd try to climb a wall, and now they just can't climb, like, it's, it's like just ridiculous, but then you build up your stamina, and then for kind of the mid part of the game, I didn't really notice stamina much, and it was only kind of right, you know, at, towards the end when you get ill, that you notice it again, because he does, his stamina is, is impacted, but at the same time, I suppose you kind of accept it because it, it, it's impactful of the fact he's ill. I mean, it would have been silly if he had TB and he was still running sprints, still you know? <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it made sense in that sense. And as you said, this game is about realism. It's not what you're going to quite expect from a GTA. This is a simulator in, in many senses. So you kind of accept that. So I, I think it was just kind of at the start, they're a little too extreme on the fact that oh you got to build up your stamina and it can be quite annoying running a few feet and and you know puffing and huffing and puffing you know so it did bug me at the start but overall i wasn't too bothered by the stamina system Uh, in terms of the horses again your horses early on are crap and especially when you have zero bonding with them 
and I mean they run out of energy and it's, it's quite annoying. Uh, but as as you kind of build them up and you get better horses, it's 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 not nearly as noticeable. My biggest gripe with the horses was the impact system, how easily you could tip off something and be flown thrown off your horse, and worse yet, tipping off people in a town and then suddenly being like attempted murder and have 50 cops running after you like that that drove me mad if i'm honest like that was that started to be my biggest gripe with the game was was tipping off people with horses I mean, did it happen to you you much or were you like a champion jockey gliding in and out between people oh no i was more destruction derby <laughs> i i was pretty much a test a crash test on me at times um yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I think as soon as you kind of went into a wooded area, you literally went from like 100 miles an hour to like two. It was like, I, no, I, I don't want to die. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I agree that I imagine the sort of realism that I mean, I, I, the closest experience I've had to a horse is a donkey ride on the beach, <laughs> uh, which has no trees to run into, fortunately, when I was a kid. Um but yeah, I, I mean, if you try, obviously, if you're going full pelt at a tree, I imagine you would go off. But yeah, I agree. In a game, you can kind of don't have to be so realistic. Um, that the the smallest brushing of a tw- tree, you go about twenty miles in the air, and your horse, you literally just wince for your horse, thinking that it's dead. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's one of the. It's kind of, it's it, it is a criticism, but it's an avoidable criticism, so you can't really. I don't think it would add too much if, like, literally you could just run through trees and it wouldn't have thought it'd kind of be <laughs> weird, if anything. <laughs> I, I I don't mind if I, like, collide with a tree or a big rock or something, but it just seems sometimes I'd tip off things and just mm. be flung. And that, that just, it just kind of bugged me. And, and especially the people, because you're trying to do something in a town and then suddenly you have to leave the town because the cops are after you. Like, that really drove me mad, I have to be honest. Um, but I mean, I, I suppose if that's your biggest criticism, the game which it probably is for me, um, you know, I suppose that that that's uh, that's not the the worst thing that that could happen. I mean, the, the last feature of traveling, um, which which um, well, actually, another one other feature of horses to me is the, you know, the loadout system. I like the fact that you kind of hold two guns and a handgun at the time, and you swap on your horse. But it was notable to me that often when you'd kind of go in and out of missions your loadout would reset. Mm. So I often found myself going into missions and my loadout would reset without me realizing and then I'd just have my handgun for the complete mission unless someone handed me a rifle to snipe or something on those lines. And, you know, I wanted to be using my shotgun and my repeaters. And the, I mean, was was that a, a, something you found as well or, or did it, were you kind of aware of it so you'd always kind of make sure to reset your weapons again? Or I was I was aware of it mostly but there was the odd occasion where you just forget or like the cinematic makes you flee your horse away so you can't get your weapons so that's kind of an annoyance what annoyed me most is when it reset your pistol order so say the Schofield revolver was my go-to pistol or revolver and it'd reset it so your default ones were a cattleman and a double action revolver which were both shit in comparison to my <laughs> Schofield revolver. So I'm sat there with a Cattleman revolver. It's literally like a fucking spud gun. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's probably... I, I, I think the weapon wheel stuff is fine. 
I mean, the satchel stuff is shit. Let's be honest. I think the weapon wheel's fine, but the satchel shit stuff's crap. Oh, your satchel's all over the place. I mean, that 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 inventory screen, like, oh my god, I wish they'd. It's not going to bother me. Well, I suppose on online actually. I'm hoping it. they patch it. I'm hoping they patch it for the online because, I mean, it's just. I'm sure your your kind of stuff will matter. Your materials and stuff will matter even more online. So I really hope they patch it because yeah. it's so bad. It needs to be laid out better. Like that's another criticism. I'm glad you brought that up because I would have forgotten mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um. I mean that that is certainly something that needs improving and something obviously they should be easily able to improve. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I fully agree with that. And just, just the last point on the weapon wheel, because I mean, we are, we might have to split this into two or something like that. But hell, the people will listen. Um, but last point on the weapon wheel. Um, yeah, I wish you could just manage your inventory a bit better with like storing weapons at a camp or something like that. But it's kind of avoidable. It's just kind of a nuisance, if anything. Uh, but I think just that little bit of extra, just whack, wacky beginner weapons at a camp and then you can forget about them later on and then you can still get given the weapons you needed for certain missions if needs be because as you said um, earlier on sometimes you get handed a sniper rifle when you need it um but carl obviously I, I, we're not we're, <laughs> we could probably talk about this for an extra two hours or so but uh anything else gameplay wise you wanted to bring up yeah, so the last part on travel, fast travel. Obviously, you have the option to fast travel to towns and cities from your camp. And similarly, you can travel between different towns and cities using the stagecoach, um, which uh, at least there's some form of, of fast travel. But my one gripe would be um, in GTA, as I'm sure most people are aware, you fast travel using taxis. But in GTA, if you set a custom marker on the map, you can use the taxi to go to that custom marker. I don't understand why that wasn't possible with stagecoaches. Why couldn't I set, I want to go to this cave or something and be like, set the stagecoach to drop me off just outside the cave. You know, I don't understand why that wasn't possible. I know they kind of didn't want you skipping traveling and the world they built and stuff. And, and nonetheless, I would have spent a lot of time going around on my horse and exploring. I explored a lot, but once I'd explored everything, I wanted to be able to get here or there from A to B without having to spend so much time. And even with cinematic mode, you're still having to wait for the travel time. Yeah. So me personally, I think having that feature, and again, it'd be something I wouldn't mind seeing them patch in, um, you know, the ability to, to use a stagecoach to go to a custom destination, I think would have made a massive difference. I mean, is that something you noticed, Guy? Yeah, I think I think fast travel was almost a non-factor in this, cause not specifically for that reason, but obviously... Especially in the early parts of the game, you want to travel everywhere and experience the full immersion of random events and stuff like that. But towards the end, it's like you've got a mission, or oh, you kind of got to go from Saint Denis, which is proper bottom right, to the top left, uh, top right to your camp. It's like it's not too far, but after about two and a half days played, hours wise, it's like. I can't be asked. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it'd be it'd be kind of cool if you could fast travel a camp from like any town center or something like that. Uh, obviously, you don't want stagecoaches knowing where you are camp wise, but maybe if it's just maybe you just set it to cinema. Maybe just an option in in town to do an instant fast travel from town to town, and then stagecoaches can take it to these random places. I think that'd work, but. Obviously, the map is that vast. The longer you play, the more the more you're kind of going to be like, Ugh, 
such a long travel. So I kind of I think I agree that it'd be good if they if they put something like that in. Um, it it, it, do, it do wonders if anything. Um, especially when people are on the second playthrough and you see the bloke getting kicked by his horse for like the eighth time, it's gonna be like, oh fuck off. <laughs> Uh, that's it that's it yeah there's certainly i mean i met that guy so many so many times like i think he's probably the most common random encounter you know which is, is strange but i mean speaking of random encounters around the world and obviously speaking as i said this is a world that rockstar wanted us to see obviously there's there's two clear factors to that world one being how that world looks and two being what you can do that in that world so i mean firstly i mean what did you think of of kind of the the visual diversity of the world of Red Dead Two? Um, stunning, absolutely stunning. Um, visuals, stunning. I mean, the only bad thing about visuals is I was playing on a big fuck off Samsung TV in my front room, and then the TV broke. <laughs> Uh, we we, we took it off the wall and put it on like a a telly stand thing uh, or a unit and uh, one of the plugs in the back broke so now we have to go through all that shitty process and then we ended up moving an older TV down and now I'm a very big TV snob so it it, it looked shit in comparison (laughs) so that's a really bad (laughs) thing for me there but no it it looked fantastic and it it just made me wish I had an Xbox One X if anything Um, but in terms of the random events I mean, oh my god, I I know we joked there that the, the horse kicking a bloke was kind of common, but I mean, it's not common as, like, saying, I don't know, I'm going to use one of my favourite games as an example, Batman Arkham City, Random, the same shit happened all the time, you had the same enemies doing the same thing, I mean, even in Spider- Spider-Man's probably a good example, <clears throat> a better example, obviously all those side missions were very samey. Whereas on this, every random encounter, you are either getting held up, you had to give someone a lift, rescue someone, and getting getting just getting attacked by random swamp people because you've took down a bloke who's been hanged. There's so much variety and so much realism. I expect realism or randomness that kind of felt real, and there was very little. <clears throat> there was very little um, common events that just felt repetitive. Um, I mean, I only saw. I think I saw that bloke get kicked twice, <laughs> and that's yeah. probably the most common one I saw. I mean, with the amount of hours I put in, obviously I was going to see some um, repetition and something. I did see that guy get kicked or his horse bolt on him. Um, well, I think there are two separate guys. I think one yeah. one's a, um, a black guy and one of them's a white guy, but they're similar sort of events. I did see both of them four or five times each. Obviously, I, I met the crazed preacher, you know, a few times that the blind um beggar that gives prophecies i met both of them quite a few times and towards the end it kind of gets at first kind of like oh these are interesting and it does get a little kind of tiresome and and repetitive but nonetheless it's more so down to the amount of hours i put in but i mean in general you say that the pure diversity of the random encounters and like obviously for the first few hours when you're encountering all of these people for the first time it's like wow like how how do they think of these things i remember like the first time i camped in like an enemy gang area and like two of their gang members came up to like intimidate me and as they walked back to their horses i shot them in the back with my shotgun as you do but nonetheless i was like that's awesome that they're just coming and like threatening me as i'm sitting at my campsite like i'm like that that is 
that is so cool. I mean, I, I just loved it. And the, some of the characters you meet, like they're just random kind of like Mickey and, and Valentine and he's just like nuts. And I mean, you have to commend them for that. Um, you know, the, the, the diversity of random and the random encounters are probably the, which should we say that the, the, the smallest part of kind of the, what you have to experience in this world. And by the way, actually, you know, I know we kind of moved on from visuals, but I have to say like every time looking at people, I like even then looking at Arthur's nostrils on my, <laughs> on my PS4 pro and it's like, Whoa, this is, this is realism. But, I digress. Um, but yeah, I mean, the random encounters are one thing, but I mean, wh- what did you think of the depth of activity in this world? I mean, like hunting, fishing, um, gambling games, um, the side, like side questions, stranger mm-hmm. missions. I mean, like, you know, what, what, what were your, uh, let, let's start with, with fishing and hunting. I mean, what did you think of, of um, the, those two activities? And, and did you, have you spent much time fishing or hunting? Um, <sighs> I've done more hunting than fishing because fishing's starting to piss me off. <laughs> so I can't get the fucking legendary fish. Uh, I've already got. I think I've got one of the legendary fish. I've done more hunting. Um, <clears throat> I I think the brilliant, but I think in terms of the hunting, especially, you should be a bit more vulnerable. Cause I fucking battered that big alligator, and he was scary. I could just batter him from a distance. So I think, not obviously the mission where you go with Jose and you fight the legendary bear, that's kind of what I wanted. I wanted that vulnerability in each encounter. Obviously you're not going to get that when you're fighting like a fucking coyote or something like that. But when you're fighting the wolf, the bear again, I, I mean, I died. Um, I know there's a panther. Um, it, it just seemed a bit too easy. So I kind of hope they're going to add in like a, a, a realistic mode where literally... You, you get fuck all ammo and animals can like fucking batter you um so i kind of hope that's an edit an added extra to it but i i really like the hunting system in terms of tracking and stuff like that but i think some of the legendary stuff it was just kind of a bit too easy to kill the animal yeah I, i'd agree completely I, I think like whereas red dead 2 again it comes down to like trying to put so much in and and i think it, it suffers a little bit for that point i think like with the legendary animals in red dead 2 it's more about like finding them and tracking them but then once you find them it's just like i'm just going to pump my rifle in <laughs> this thing as it tries to run away and it, it's just quite easy whereas i think with red dead 1 the legendary animals were almost like boss fights a lot of yeah, them it was more like I a want, fight yeah. You know, and I wanted that. I, I can agree completely with you there. Um, but, but I mean, you have to say, like, the, the, pure, the amount of animals in this game. I mean, I was trying to get 100% completion, and that requires you to study and skin every animal in the game. And I ultimately <laughs> gave up because there's too many animals in the game. Like, I'm sure I accomplished that in Red Dead 1, but in Red Dead 2, it's just, it's just near impossible because there's just so many just standing there shooting birds and, like, I'm waiting to shoot a, like, a, blue tit and it's like no it's just another fucking woodpecker you know it's just like <laughs> it's it's ridiculous like the, the amount of animals in this game but i mean it, uh, for that alone like the diversity of the wildlife i, I have to hand it to them um you know unlike you i actually have spent more time fishing i find the fishing quite frustrating at, at at first but i find there's an act to it 
and it got to the point where I was quite good at it and able to catch things quite easily and I managed to catch all the legendary fish. I would say it is one of the smoother kind of fishing mini games I've come across in the game so to to say kind of kudos to them for that um and the kind of the the legendary fish kind of stranger mission has kind of a funny end to it so i mean uh, you know it, it was enjoyable just just for that um but you know i, I thought the fishing was decent i mean it's, it's fishing you know it's not for everyone yeah. but it, it was decent um but i mean speaking of, of stranger missions i mean you know there's a lot of story missions and i'm sure we're going to get to that in a, in a few moments but i mean what did you think of the stranger missions oh, i thought they were a lot better than in red dead one i mean they they there was a lot more reasoning to do them. While they could almost be ignorable for the most part in Red Dead 1, I didn't want to ignore Stranger Missions in, in Red Dead 2. Yeah, I thought that I thought this was a big improvement. I think this is probably one of the best uh, games in terms of side missions going. I mean, you've got you've got your standard collect shit game uh, missions where you got to collect your vases, your dream catchers. I mean, that's one that's one big mission actually, um, and and stuff like that. And uh, but it's funny because I haven't expe- I haven't experienced like the serial killer. I know you've done that. I haven't experienced that, so it's kind of weird. Maybe it's because I had to rush towards the end to try and get in for this review. <laughs> but uh, it, I I feel like I've done loads, but I haven't done anything at all compared to some of using the WhatsApp group. But it's, yeah, I agree. The side missions are great. I can't remember the bloke's name. Um, the photographer who you kind of save many times. I yeah, I one. forget forget his name as well. Yeah, but that that was a really good arc. The, the, um, the two lads who were fighting over that lass, uh, the two brothers who fight. Yeah, over yeah, lass. yeah. That that that's quite. Yeah, like that. It's it's quite like there's there's a good kind of there's a good mix to the to the stranger missions. I mean, you have can be comedy in there, like with the the, the brothers, um, and it, it's quite funny, like what what goes on there. But you've also got ones that are kind of just like weird experiences. You said the serial killer. Um, there's that one as well where you find the, the the night people or whatever they're called. I forget exactly. The, in the swamp, people, yeah. like, yeah. and you have to like help that guy reclaim his house from them. Um, so you've, you've kind of got that, but you also meet some. Oh my you, god, got the circus kind of, bloke. Yeah, yeah, you, you, some real quirky characters like uh, him, and and like I don't know if you completed the uh, stone carvings mission yet, but at the end it kind of turns out that the guy who gave you that mission may have been a a, a time traveler because you you find him as a baby at the end like it's oh crazy um so like it looks like he came back from the future but you also meet some kind of characters that I, I think especially in chapter six you know you meet some characters that kind of are, are important to, to arthur and as he kind of lives out his final days you meet that woman who you know, her and her husband moved out, left this Chicago to move out to, to the to, to live in the wilderness, and her husband died um, from from poisonous uh, berries. Charlotte, and, yeah, yeah, and you, yeah. you help her along, and and she kind of uh, she's really appreciative of of Arthur's help, and um, you meet the the old the aging kind of war veteran who you kind of go on hunting missions and that mm. with, and. He ultimately dies on a hunting mission, and he asks you to take care of his horse, uh, which I, I I feel for for poor Buell because or Buell because uh, obviously his first owner dies, and then Arthur dies shortly afterwards. So I don't know what happened to that horse. Um, but uh, I wasn't I wasn't listening to that bit. I didn't even I didn't even take the horse with me. I feel like a dick now. <laughs> yeah, you left poor Buell in the wilderness. Uh, he was a, he was a he was a big lad. He'll be all right. Uh, 
I brought him to the to the stables and left him in the stables. Then obviously Arthur died, so never got to ride him much. But uh, yeah, like the the, the the stranger missions, the pure amount of them and the diversity to them, like you know, is a massive improvement on Red Dead One and and Mi- GTA. Miss Downs as well. I think we have to mention her. Yeah, that was a massive one. Obviously, she came off from the story, but then she kind of has her own side missions later on, which play a large part in, in Arthur's redemption as as he ultimately kind of, after kind of causing this by, okay, Mr. Downs had TB regardless, but, you know, Arthur kind of hurried along his death by kind of pressuring him for this debt, this debt, um, you know, that and, and that's one of Arthur's biggest regrets, I feel, obviously because he got TV from it himself as well, but um, I mean, obviously Miss Downs becomes like a prostitute and her son's working in a mine and getting bullied by his co-workers and, but Arthur gives them money and, and tells them to leave. And uh, I think, although it doesn't make up for what he did, it, it definitely plays a, a part in, in his redemption. And there's yet another important side mission, but it has to be said that the pure depth of, of some of those, those uh, stranger missions is, is is commendable and, and some of them you feel like you're you're missing out if you don't experience them. They're they're almost as important as, as story missions. Um but speaking of story missions, I mean, did did you have some any any favorite missions, any any missions you didn't quite like, guy? Um favourite one, end of chapter three, attacking the Braithwaite house, uh where you set it on fire. Uh, that's just fucking badass. That, that's before Dutch obviously turns into a dickhead. He, he just turns into a proper angry man for that, and I love that. Uh, I love that moment. And um, obviously, the best mission on the game is you and Lenny getting pissed up. That, that That's not to be argued with. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in terms of bad missions, um, I can't really think of any. I mean, there's obviously always the, the, you always get the odd boring mission in, in a game, but um yeah i think i think it was i think the i think it was just pretty much perfect in terms of the story missions throughout i mean there wasn't really anything boring throughout i mean you obviously got the character developments of of sadie and stuff where you go to town and stuff like that it's a bit boring but that they're 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 needed so i can't really think of any low points in the story yeah, no, I definitely I I agree wholeheartedly with your your two choices there of, of standout missions. I loved when you kind of attacked the house with the full gang almost and burned it down. That was brilliant. It was quite satisfying as well. And it's a shame we didn't get quite as satisfactory revenge on all of them. Mind you, you know, you you kill you kill most of them. I mean, you um, Bronte was a bit wasted. I think that's probably one I'd say. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Dutch kills Bronte. Um, Dutch also kills, um, what's his the guy, the train guy? Oh um, my god, is it the guy who owns the trains, the ri- really rich guy, Cornwall? Yeah, Dutch also kills Cornwall. I'm pretty sure. Um, obviously yeah, Abigail kills Agent Milton. Um, the you you kill the the grey sheriff. You know, after Sean dies, so you know you you kill most of your enemies. So at least you, you get that kind of that that revenge on on each of them. Even though Arthur always talks about how he doesn't want revenge, but 
I suppose it's more so Dutch getting revenge on most of them, but nonetheless, they die, which is satisfying. Yeah. But that mission was probably the most satisfying in, in terms of when it came to the action-packed missions. The mission with Lenny was just so unique, and, you know, I have to kind of commend it for that. It was just, just it was a good laugh. And, I mean, there's a lot of, there are some, some other great missions throughout and, and some diversity to it. I think with any open world game, you are going to get, and I know some of the lads commented on that on times in the WhatsApp group, there, there is some repetition at times. and It's going to be missions where you're just traveling from point A to B. There's going to be missions where it's going to be like, clear the street of these guys and then get on your horse and run away. And then that might happen again an hour later or something. But you're going to get that in, in these open world games. They're, they're inevitable. There's going to be some repetition. You, you take it as it comes. And I, I think that's there. But nonetheless, I think... The, the missions played their part in in kind of bringing forward the story. You know, obviously we've talked, kind of touched on the story, kind of as we were discussing the characters. But I mean, overall, guy, like you know, were you satisfied with, with kind of how this this story kind of progressed and and ultimately how it ended? Um, you know, do do you think it was kind of somewhat limited because it is a prequel? I mean, what did you think of the story? Uh, I thought the story was brilliant because, as we touched on in the preview, the basis was one more score. That phrase is used so much throughout the game, and it kind of just it just widens it so much. Um, obviously, you, you've robbed about seven hundred trains. You, you've tried to rob the army. You've tried to rob a, an Italian mafia mafioso, whatever the fuck the word is. Um, you've obviously got your jewels with O'Driscoll. There's so much packaged into a story of one more jewel. You obviously end up on a fucking island off Cuba called Guama, which I, that, that's probably one thing we can finish up on. I mean, uh, Chapter 5's kind of criticised a bit in our WhatsApp. What did you make of Chapter 5 with all the, Gua- the Guama and finding the gang again? I, I thought it was fine. I mean, I thought it was interesting to get out of the setting and, and go to a new place. I thought that was a nice... I actually liked that feature. I mean, and what I found, I mean, the pure length of the story, I mean, and, you know, the amount of missions, I mean, I'm sure you experienced it as, especially in the latter chapters as you were rushing to try and get it finished. But, I mean, I thought when I got to chapter five and, and the fact it's it's labeled after the, the, the location, I thought, oh, this is probably going to be a very short chapter. And I was like, but I'm fine with that because the other chapters have been had a decent length and it makes sense given the setting. But, I mean, you go there you know, you you have your little battle with the the guy who owns the plantations there, and with the pirates, and it, it's it's kind of an interesting experience. But then you go back, and then the chapter lasts like another few hours, and that's that's when Arthur gets sick. And I mean, it, it it's a chapter where there's a lot of change, um, and and I liked it. I I, I don't quite understand the the criticism. I thought it was arguably the most diverse chapter, considering mm. that you're in a total different area for a while, and then you have Arthur getting sick and. But you still have like kind of some submissions back home, and it, I think there was a lot of diversity to it. I, I liked it. Um, I, I thought it it certainly played its its part in the story, but you know, obviously p- people have have varying opinions on that. Yeah, I'm I'm in, I'm in your camp with that one. I thought chapter five was perfectly fine. I thought it was a nice change of space, uh, pace, especially on Guama. You want the different setting. It was a bit more slower, a bit more stealthy because obviously you were up against pretty much. <laughs> a uh, dictator of the island. Um, it, it was kind. Of, it was kind of a nice change of pace, and obviously, uh, it's where it, I think it's a good development arc for Dutch as well, because obviously he kills that old woman, and he just goes off on one, and that's kind of the start. Not the start of it, but he kind of seems 
a bit darker from that point onwards. Um, so I thought I thought chapter five was fine, but um, in terms of your favourite missions or, or moments, obviously you mentioned the Braithwaite and Lenny, is, is any other ones that are jumping out for you? Or even bad moments in terms of the story? Um, I, I mean, I think, I, I said I'm much the same as you, I really like the story and I think it's a story that, that leans heavily on its characters and, and that's why as we discussed earlier, there's great characters there and we, we see the development arc of, of three in particular in Dutch, John and, and Arthur and but that did certainly the supporting characters play their their own parts, and uh, I think for me, I think something I commend to me is is how as we touched on it earlier with like I mean how it gives you a reason, kind of some justification for when you killed uh, Bill and um, Javier, and of course Dutch as well in in Red Dead One. It gives you that reason. I like how it leads into to Red Dead 1 obviously it, you would have thought that was kind of putting shackles on the story somewhat in the fact that certain things had to happen because of Red Dead 1 but I, I liked that I liked the way we've seen John's development as, as I discussed earlier how the epilogue plays that kind of almost directly leads into Red Dead 1 um, in John kind of getting his ranch and trying to kind of settle into normal family life with, with Abigail and, and Jack and I, I quite liked how, how they kind of used that that roadmap that was laid ahead of them. I, I thought they'd done it quite effectively. Um, I mean, there, there honestly isn't 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 much I, I would have changed about the story, except oddly maybe I wouldn't have wanted more missions, but uh, you know I would have liked maybe a little more insight into certain characters. Again, this isn't a criticism, but it's it's just because they did it so well with what they did do. I, I would have liked maybe maybe a little bit more with like some characters maybe we didn't get much on as we said maybe Karen you know maybe Mary Beth maybe, maybe a little bit more on Tilly maybe a little bit more on Mr. Pearson you know characters we didn't mm. quite get a enough of an insight in as much of an insight into as possibly we could have um so I might have liked a little bit more of that but but again that's that's clutching at straws because there was so much with these characters and a lot of these side characters play, played a large part I mean I I, I was I mean, it, it might have been something to say that, that, that I would have liked Arthur to get a happy ending, but I, I think he did in his own strange way. Uh, yeah. I think Arthur died happy, you know, as long as you were white hat. I know that. What did you think of that, actually? And I'm sure you, you've heard, obviously, if you were bad, Micah shoots you uh, when you're Arthur. But if you're a white hat, obviously, as we were, you know, if you're an honorable, then then Micah walks off in a huff and Arthur kind of dies while watching the sunset on the cliff. I mean, what did you think of that little little difference that they, they kind of set up in, in regards to the honor system? I, did, I didn't I didn't know that about being um, dark hat that Micah killed you. Um, that's kind of weird, that, because I imagine if you're a dark obviously the story would probably play out similarly, but if you're a dark hat, I imagine you'd kind of warm to Micah, if anything, so maybe it's the ultimate betrayal of someone you thought was similar to you. That's possibly how they'd play it out a bit. But, um, yeah, I think if we focus on the last mission, um, I thought it was done perfect. Obviously, you you rob the army uh, for the final big score, and then you got to rescue Abigail, and then you take on Dutch and uh, obviously the Pinkertons catch up on you. I thought it was done perfectly. You had that... Obviously, the horse played such a big part in the game. And obviously, when the horse gets shot, Arthur takes that, that moment for... To say thank you and stuff. That was, I, I don't. That was powerful. That it was almost. That was like nearly like two tears below a dog dying. That. That's how sad that yeah, was, that bit moment that, was. It really did. I mean, I, I, I think there was a lot of kind of 
emotional moments of the game. Obviously, when Arthur first gets diagnosed with TB, he was a big one. The death of the horses, you point out the death of, of some characters. I mean, like Sean. Sean obviously is the first character, I believe. Isn't he? He's the first character that died. You so, see, yeah. die on screen, yeah, because you know some of your other gang members died off screen, but you never met them. So, but but Sean and and you know, like, obviously with him being Irish, I had a certain soft spot for him. And he, he dies, and you know, I like, like holy shit, like it kind of. It hit, yeah, it hit me hard. Like, uh, as a, it just shocked me because I didn't expect kind of, you know, I knew people would die, but when it first happened, you're kind of like, shit, like, he was one of my gang members and he's dead. Le- I mean, Lenny so it, was the one for me. I just, it just, it felt like such a shit more, like, nothing, all he did was run across, run towards a rooftop and then just got shot. I was like, is he really that insignificant? He can't have a big moment, you fucking bastard. But I think that that's kind of a good way of putting the story, that the, the gang is now insignificant in the wider world, isn't it? So maybe they don't deserve a big death mm. apart from your, your Arthurs and your, uh, your Micahs and Dutch, well, Dutch, obviously, in the later game, or previous game. Um, but yeah, maybe that that's a good way of billing that the members are so insignificant in the world they didn't deserve a big, a big send-off death. But the, but the really are kind of it's rare some hard hitting moms and the horse wasn't into obviously animals are always gonna gonna pull it when an animal dies it it is hard hitting and and seeing Arthur say goodbye to his horse you know it's, it's it is emotion and obviously then later on in the, the mission slight shortly after when when Arthur you get the choice then to either go back for the money or, or to stay with John and uh, when you try to help John escape and then you say goodbye to John and you can have that moment as we said between brothers you know as we we described them earlier like the, it, it it is it is it is notable and as I said then Arthur kind of dying as as he watches the the sunset and it, it is bittersweet as as um, Arthur says to Micah he, he feels he won. You know, and I, I think that's Arthur saying that like he his his redemption game full circle. I mean, he he dies. Believe you know, obviously all those interactions as we discussed earlier with with um with um what was her name again, Mrs. Grimshaw Downs Downs. Oh Downs. Uh, Mrs. Downs and and uh, with Charlotte and with uh, why can't I remember the old guy? Um, you know, and and uh, with the nun, obviously, and the, and the monk, and in Saint Denis, like, I think I think Arthur kind of dies a happy man, like satisfied that that he changed, you know, somewhat towards the end of his life, that that he did some worthwhile things, especially with helping John and his family and and some of the other people in the gang, like he, you know, and and his attempts to help the Indians, even though unsuccessful. Like I think, I think um, Arthur kind of is satisfied with, with although he wasn't happy with his life his entirety and although obviously you know I'm sure in an ideal world he would have ended up happily married with Mary or and you know or his son would still be alive um, which is something we didn't even touch on obviously mm. that, that's a bit of a revelation at one it's point a, yeah like, that was such a passing moment wasn't it when, maybe, when maybe we starts, need, yeah. yeah maybe we need another prequel <laughs> Yeah, like he just starts telling that he had a son, telling telling uh, rainfalls that that he has a son, had a son, and that he was killed by bandits while he was away. And imagine, I'm sure that was hard hitting to Arthur that like he wasn't there for his his um his young girlfriend and and his uh, son. You know that that's got to hit him hard. So I'm sure 
okay, there's a lot he would have changed about his life. Would have wanted his son to still be alive and have lived happily ever after with Mary and, and so on and so forth. But nonetheless, he can't change the past. But I think Arthur, he dies somewhat satisfied with, with, with how he ended his life. And I think it's kind of bittersweet in a way that, that, that kind of that, that redemption kind of arc. Um, it's, it's, it was kind of left me with, with, with mixed feelings that that Arthur's ending. I mean, uh, what what did you think of of how Arthur went out and how he kind of how his his story came full circle? I thought it was really well done, um, especially the from I think from TB onwards. Obviously, it can't. Have, we well, we mentioned this to when at the start of the review, didn't we? Um, I, I think it's it's just it's such a powerful moment. I mean, especially obviously, you kind of feel. You feel the character himself deteriorating, especially in the last few missions where um, Eagle Fly saves you, for example. You're kind of struggling to fight off that one bloke uh, when Dutch betrays you um, and leaves you to die. But it, it's just mad how a character deteriorating is kind of... I'm not, I, I don't have the vast game knowledge of some people. It, it seems like a new concept to me. Um and it's just it's just kind of interesting and obviously in the last mission you're kind of struggling to beat up Micah aren't you and then obviously Dutch kind of leaves you there and in our ending Dutch kind of leaves you there and then Micah just buggers off um, and then you obviously get the dying in the sunset um, moment and I thought it was really well done so it's like a peaceful death for a for a white hat, and if if you mention that Mike shoots him on the uh, on the die on the black hat, that that's quite interesting. Yeah, a, a fucking a brutal end to a brutal playthrough, I'd imagine. But yeah, I got a yeah. peaceful end, peaceful ending all the way. Yeah, no, I I'd, I'd like I'd I'd like to think that's kind of the, the canon ending uh, for for Arthur, and I think it's interesting. You said I, I do, th- you know, I've I've played a lot of games. I don't really remember like kind of a deteriorating character. It, it is it does seem quite unique and and new, and you know, I like how, as you said, he does struggle as thing goes on, and I suppose that's frustrating for someone as strong as Arthur when he, you know, Eagle flies has to sacrifice himself basically to save him uh towards the end and obviously arthur didn't want that because arthur knew he was dying and he'd rather himself die than eagle flies die and i, I think that that kind of frustrates him but i mean i think that 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 obviously it's him and obviously when milton kind of gets the upper hand on him and abigail has to yeah. shoot milton in the back of the head i mean that that's that's um kind of a, a key thing as well there we see arthur like he's not the man quite he was but nonetheless he i think what's important is he gives everything he has left to help people in need and to help his friends. And I mean, we see, I think that's why he ultimately dies satisfied because despite him not having much left in the tank, he puts up a good fight against Micah and he, he, you know, as he even mocks Micah and says, you can't even kill a dying man, you know? Um, and, and he gives everything to, to, to um, what he feels he has to do. And I think that's why he's, which is why it, it, it kind of doesn't sit, you know, obviously opinions are opinions and everyone's got one and everyone's entitled to one, but it kind of annoyed me when, you know, I've heard like Greg Miller and stuff talk and be like, oh, I didn't like Arthur Morgan. I'm like, but you didn't experience his full arc. You know what I mean? You, you yeah. didn't. And I think that's so important because look, the, the clues in the title, redemption, you know, and I think if you, especially if you go the white hat route, 
Arthur Morgan definitely earns a redemption. You know, he redeems himself. That's I think that's that's to me is the key thing. And it's a shame for me anyone who, who missed out on, on experiencing his his full arc. Um, it's definitely a that, game you appreciate at the end rather than the beginning. Certainly, certainly. I mean, if you compare. Like that's that's what arcs are all about. That's what development, character development is, and I think there's a lot of development for for Arthur in the God. You know, when it's all said and done, eighty hours possibly that that you play that game for. Um. So, you know, I I I just think it's I, I'm not sure those people kind of are in in the position to give a complete opinion of of the character, the the story, or or indeed the game itself, because so much change change happens. Um. But that's just obviously again, as I said, everyone's entitled to their opinion, and you gotta yeah. re- respect people's opinions at the, at the end of the day if you want them to, to respect yours. Um, but I mean, speaking of opinions, guy, I mean, we've we've uh, that's been a long one. I mean, we've we've gameplay, story, vis- visuals, characters. We we've touched on it all, but I mean, as a whole package, you know, how was Red Dead Redemption Two for you? I'm gonna I'm gonna answer this with a question for you. Um, what would you rather? What what won this fight? Red Dead One or Red Dead Two? I'm gonna spring that on you. Red Dead Two. Oh, I agree. But I think it, I think it's just got more to it. That's it exactly. There's there's more. There's there's uh, there's I think there's a better character. I prefer Arthur to to John, and I liked John all along, and I like John even more after playing this game. But I think Arthur's a a better better character. Yeah, I think fully agree. Fully agree. There's there's more villains. There's better villains. Um, I mean the the villains in Red Dead One didn't have much development. That the agent you barely spoke to, Dutch you didn't see till the end. Um, I mean there's just Red Dead One was a great game, but. Red Dead 2 is an, e- an even better game to, to put it simply. There's just there's more and and better things, and I think it does. It's very few the features I preferred in Red Dead One. I think maybe the the legendary animals might be the, the sole feature I preferred in Red Dead One. Mm. So I'm gonna actually add to your question now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna rate this game. I'm gonna give it a nine point five. I think that's the largest score you've given to a game so far. It is. It is. Spidey yeah. got an eight. God of War got a nine. Yeah. Well, I mean, interestingly, like I gave the the reverse at the time to, mm-hmm. to God of War and, and Spider Man, but I've since said in, in our WhatsApp group and and to you that I would reverse those scores now because I think at the time I was coming straight out of both of those games into reviewing them. You know, I, I literally, you were waiting on me to finish Spider-Man for us to review it. <laughs> so it, it's been the reverse here. And I, I think having had an actual chance to, to, to kind of this time to, to, to kind of actually think about the game, you know, and I've had a week away from it since virtually since finishing it. I think, um, you know, as I said, we're, now I'd, I'd say God of War a nine and, and Spider-Man an eight because God of War is critically a better game. I, I, I flipped it round for you. I flipped it round for you on my phone. <laughs> it, 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 exactly, but um, I, I this time because I had that week away, I think I, I've had a better chance to kind of kind of formulate my my complete opinion on this game, and I think I I can't give it quite the score you have um 
and I think when I give the score, it'll probably give a dead giveaway as to what my game of the year is probably going to end up being, um, which will make for an interesting debate when we I'm, come I'm to that part, down, so. I'm writing down eight. <laughs> I am going to give Red Dead Redemption 2 an 8.5. Ooh. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And I'm quite, I'm quite happy with that score. I'm quite, 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 uh, I'm, I'm happy to, to, uh, to defend that score. Mm. And obviously, well, you've obviously just spent the whole, it's been two hours now. I'm going to have to split this into two. <laughs> um, but what what do you think they could have done? Because obviously I, I'm more favourable. I think I may be more forgiving with, with stuff like that and obviously um, cinematic mode. But what, what, do, what do you think would have bumped it up to above God of War then? Do you, do you think it's just the combat or is there something else that you thought was missing? See, well, you know, I think there's a very big difference between, you know, critically reviewing a game and personally reviewing a game Mm -hmm. certainly as people can tell obviously with god of war we only really afforded a kind of a mini review because the game was a few months old when we kind of both played through it but nonetheless people can probably tell i'm more passionate about red dead 2 than i am god of war And, and that is the case in terms of favorite games red dead 2 definitely ranks well above god of war but looking at god of war critically there's very little i'd critique about god of war it's a strong story strong characters strong visuals strong gameplay the camera angle can be a little annoying but that's probably it where but you know well although i personally prefer red dead i have to say critically reviewing i just i just feel i have to be kind of you have to be critical on the bad points on red dead and, and i do think um it suffers somewhat when it comes to striking the balance between simulator and and video game um and i I think they they maybe could have been a little less kind of towards the simulator side as as we touched on earlier the you know the the um the the impact on horses the hit detection is a little oversensitive and you know suddenly being wanted for attempted murder for for a love love tapping someone with your horse is is just a bit too much to me it it kind of bugged me it kind of broke sometimes it'll break the immersion to be honest when i'm suddenly tapping off a woman and trying to do something that's 
town and I'm having to sprint away. Like it's, it, it, it really drove me mad at times. And, you know, as we said, the auto aim is, is, isn't the best. Um, you know, the, the, um, as I said, and for me, that was a complete overset, the, the constant resetting of my loadout and making it that I went into so many missions armed with, with, the cattleman revolver and nothing else you know that 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 kind of was disappointing for me i, I would have liked to be able to experience more of the missions with the weapons i enjoyed using um so with all those factors kind of combined there's just i just have to be honest there's more criticisms i have about this game than, than i would about god of war which is why it gets that god of war gets that that point five more even though i personally preferred mm -hmm. Red Dead 2, it's more of a me game than, than God of War was. No, that's fair. I mean, just to justify the extra point five for me uh, in terms of God of War, I think God of War is fantastic. It's, it's one of the best games of this gen. And it, 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 it will be remembered as that. But I think there's just so much more to do on Red Dead Redemption 2 than there is God of War that I, I can put... I know... It, it, we're not exactly we're not journalists or anything like that, so it's kind. Of, it, we probably a bit more balanced than journalists, but they've they've been giving out tens, possibly more less forgiving than us, because they love giving out a ten, um, for for brilliant games. But uh, yeah, I think for me the fact that there's so much to do in, in RDR and it, there's no other game like that. I mean, you've obviously got The Witcher, which is a giant open world, but there's nothing of this level of interactivity that I've ever played. Uh, and I can I can forgive I can forgive certain like the lack of customizing your weapon wheel I can forgive that that's fine I mean if you want to put this game up to a ten for me and make it the perfect most perfect game ever that's the stuff you want that's why I haven't given it a ten um, but yeah I mean for the points that they can improve I think the combat's the big one and I can I can forgive the travel stuff I quite like cinematic mode and maybe if the Add a toggle option in terms of in t instead of tapping that might help re relieve some of that pressure. But yeah, uh, there is points to improve upon. But I think there's just RDR two so it's just there's nothing else like it. And you could probably say the same about God of War, but I think RDR's just got an extra level to things to do. That's probably why I'd give it a point five more. No, I, I certainly kind of uh, I I can understand your your um point of view there like it, it certainly it, it, i that is it, it is you can't really argue with that point that it is in terms of the depth of, of what you can do in the game it, it's probably top of the game in that sense and um, so so and that that certainly is is uh deserving of of um commendations or i certainly understand where you're coming from um i mean i should probably position my score in that in that like i don't think any game is perfect so i'd never rate a game of 10 I mean, the most I'd probably give a game is probably a 9.5, and that would probably be the one game, the two games that probably spring to mind as being 9.5s, in my opinion, are The Last of Us and Bioshock. They'd be the mm. two games that I'd give a 9.5. Probably some older games as well that I'd probably, deserve a Witcher 9 .5. would probably get a 10 for me, but I, I'm, I can, I'm probably more forgiving than you. I'd probably give Witcher a 9.5 as well, actually. That's mm. another... Another, uh, another good one. So they'd be kind of the top. So, you know, Red Dead being only a point behind them isn't. It's not. It's not too far off, to, to be honest. But like, <laughs> and uh, again, in terms of, you know, I can forgive a lot of those problems, um, at least when it comes to my personal opinion, because Red Dead Two is definitely one of my favorite games of of the generation. So it's probably top top three with Witcher and Spider Man, um, quite possibly. So. 
Um, I mean, it's above God of War, as I said, for favourites, but critically, I just need to score that God of War that little bit higher. Yeah. No, I think that's fully understandable. But uh, before we finish up, as we do with every podcast, I mean, we're living in a post-RDR2 world. Well, no, I've still got to finish the epilogue, technically, but I know the ending. What What are you planning to play, or what have you been playing post-RDR? I, I've been like, as I said, already or like when I finished the epilogue, I was like, right, I'm going to 100% it. And I started doing like all the collectibles and I was like, I'll do the hunting. And I just kind of burned out and I was like, there's too much to do. And I kind of just remembered GTA games. I, I never really tended to do everything. I just kind of do all the missions and then go off. And I was like, so I'm happy. I don't need to 100% this game. So I was like, I need to play something new. And I was like, what will I play? And I was like, I knew we're doing game of the year and probably the next few weeks. And I was like, Gotta gotta play. What else can I play from the Game of Year nominees? And my brother happened to have Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and I was like, I'll give that a go. And I have to say, I'm really enjoying Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I mean, I love history. Greek history is arguably my favorite period of history, my favorite kind of thing to to study in history. And getting to play it in a video game, which isn't something we've gotten much chance to do, is just brilliant. I mean, as you've made some car comparisons Assassin's Creed is very different to God of War I mean it's very well if God of War is a simulator Assassin's Creed is definitely a video game I mean the fact I can sprint and jump off mountains on my horse and all that (laughs) results in is my horse kind of grumbling and like kind of falling sidewards and springing back up and (laughs) running on again Um, you know it, it is very different in that sense but it's just so much fun. I mean, the fact that I can, like, now... I don't know where I developed this ability, but so earlier I took fall damage jumping off mountains myself, but now I do, like, backflips and land like a cat. It's, it's awesome. I yeah. mean, it, yeah. it's just... It, it's... But, I mean, it, it's not just the, the silliness of, of that makes it a good game. It's, I mean, the game is visually stunning. I mean, there's, there's a lot to do. I mean, I, I think I'm, like... 25 hours in or something and i've barely visited any of the countries i've barely done any of the story i mean i've only just found out my brother's still alive spoilers i'm sure you're past that point eh? you must be i am i am yeah assassin's yeah. creed so spoiler there people <laughs> yeah yeah so well they'll have gone if they didn't want spoilers but yeah. um yeah like the I think though that was kind of obvious anyway but i mean it's it, it's such a good game and the characters we said earlier cassandra like she's awesome so good she's like strong and i mean she's like total flirt i mean i'm just it's like being it's like being a uh, girl again i'm just sleeping with everything that moves <laughs> it's, it's hilarious <laughs> I've, I've slept with like um like a, a a blacksmith i've slept with a doctor i've slept with an old woman it just just just, just sleeps with everything it's it's just great crack um i'm really enjoying um god of war uh, uh Odyssey to the point where I'm, I'm a little hooked on it and then the other game I kind of just started today again with game of the year in mind is is Monster Hunter I've played the first couple of hours mm-hmm. of Monster Hunter probably a little too early to make an opinion it kind of bugs me a little bit I have to say like the, the way you kind of trying to aim at monsters you know the way you have to use both analog sticks it's not just simply enough to face them you have to use the right analog stick to actually make sure you're properly aiming at them. It's a little annoying, I have to say, but maybe I'll get used to it in time. And I don't want to kind of give any opinion quite yet because uh, it would be harsh. I'll hope to have a few more hours clocked before we, we discuss game of the year. Um, but yeah, so I've managed to kind of get into a couple of new things. So have you played anything other than Red Dead? Or have you been simply racing to get Red Dead finished? Um, I've I've done. I've had a couple, a few games of um, Call of Duty Zombies. 
Um, the Gladiator one's quite good, quite fun. Back to basics, I think, with that one. Um, so that's quite fun. Um, I've not been playing them, but in the Black Friday sale on Xbox, I bought NBA 2K19 and F1 2018. So I'll be playing them in the in the um, coming weeks or so. So probably on the next pod, I will mention them. But in other uh, news, how, much, did, how much did the car stations? What, uh, what kind of deals did you get? About quid each, I think. That's not too bad. Yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty good news. Yeah, they they have seemed to have a good sale on Xbox and PS. Uh, PlayStation as well. There's just some of the FIFA and stuff are, are reduced. So it's certainly, as always, Black Friday is always worth checking out. But you, you were going to say something? It, yeah. The other news, I've decided I'm going to get a Nintendo Switch in the new year. I I really want I really want fucking Pokemon. Rory has finally broken you. Yeah, I want Pokemon. I'm getting Eevee. Fuck Pikachu, he's a prick. I, I'm hearing great things on on uh, Pokemon Go. Like a lot of people who are skeptical of it are suddenly loving it and they're like, oh my god, it's like been eight years of age and been back in Kanto, you know. So I'd say I'm a little jealous. I mean, and especially with um, Smash Bros coming out soon as well. Like yeah. I mean, the, the Switch. And I, I, I don't get me wrong. I've always been for the Switch. I mean, earlier we were talking about Octopath Traveler. That's another Switch exclusive I'd really like to get on. And I mean, it, it's a brilliant little console. And to be honest, the only thing holding me back is the fact that there's the as we we touched on earlier, there is the talk of a new iteration in and around the summer that might be more powerful. And I'm a little kind of skeptical of suddenly you buy a Switch and six months later there's a new better Switch. I just I don't know. Yeah, that's putting me off. But I it is. I don't think I can wait six months for. for I, yeah, I, I do think that. What I will say is, I don't think they'll do. They'll make the mistake of the new Nintendo 3DS thing again, where they had like a handful of titles that were exclusive to it, and a couple that weren't exclusive but ran like garbage on the the old one. I, I think they'll they'll kind of because look, like it's not like now we get games that run like garbage on the Xbox One and only work well on Xbox One X, you know. So I think Nintendo can manage it better, like like uh, Microsoft and Sony have. I think they can learn from that. So I'm not I'm not too too worried. I don't think if you were to go and get a Switch now that you're going to suffer for it. Don't get me wrong. I just mean me personally. I'm like, do I want to wait for the better one? You know, I'm I'm just not yeah. sure. But the Switch is definitely the the place to be. So I'm, I'm, I de- I know where you're you're coming from there. Actually, just uh, before we finish off, speaking of Pokemon, what what did you think of the? Detective Pikachu trailer. It looks like the film I never know I wanted, but I really want now. <laughs> That's uh, a great way of describing it. Yeah. I'm right there with you. you know? When I heard about it, and when I heard Ryan Reynolds, even though I like Ryan Reynolds, was Pikachu. I was kind of like, yeah! But after seeing a trailer, I was like, shit, that is a good <laughs> damn trailer. Uh, it's gonna. It, I don't care if it is shit, I'll still watch it. <laughs> Uh, Probably, yeah, we, we were obviously going to see it anyway. I mean, it's a Pokemon yeah. movie. I mean, we, we exactly. used to clamor for the animated Pokemon movies back in the day. So, Oh, don't. My um, feelings. Hit me in my feelings. <laughs> oh, dear. But, yeah, I mean, this has been a two-and-a-half-hour pod, nearly. So I think we'll finish up there, Carl. <laughs> but uh, we'll be back. No arguments for me. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back next. I don't know what we'll cover next time. Something, maybe Creed or something. Um, but yeah, that that's been one up. I hope you've enjoyed this two part. Uh, so thank you for listening and goodbye.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.